is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have my friend Todd Wax coming in from his Bentley, giving me a podcast interview. No, it's not a Bentley, but it damn well looks like one. <laughs> NXT Water founder and CEO hails from outside the industry. Now he is embedded in the Halo sector. Todd, welcome to Halo Talks. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Pete. I'm, I'm honored to speak with you, brother. Awesome. So you got a really interesting product that we're going to talk about shortly, but why don't you just give some of your uh, your personal and career background so uh, we understand kind of what lens you come from and, you know, how you think about the consumer market versus, you know, just the, you know, health club market, you know, as a distribution point. Absolutely. Thoroughly appreciate it. So, yeah, um, my background has been a serial brand marketer. Uh, I started in the sports industry. I, uh, I came out to Los Angeles originally from New York to be director of marketing the LA Kings hockey team when Wayne Gretzky came to Los Angeles, which was uh, which is a lot of fun and a great experience. Uh, then left to open up the West Coast office for the second largest athlete representation firm in the world called ProServe. Represented Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and a litany of other major athletes that are all part of our roster. And then for the next 18 to 20 years and five corporate takeovers, ProServe became the marquee group to SFX Sports Group, eventually became Clear Channel Entertainment, and then we became Live Nation. So I went from sports and athletes and events to live entertainment, live music, and all of which had a brand marketing essence to it. Last run was at, you know, head of global partnerships and alliances for Dick Clark Productions in the music space. And um, the pivot, truthfully, Pete, just to give you the, the real kind of paradigm shift is that uh, I was leaving Dick Clark, and uh, about five, five and a half years ago, I got diagnosed with stage 3A melanoma. And they told me it was, they thought it was stage four, told me I was going to die, which was a pretty scary thing in life when you got a wife and little kids. And um, so it was a very interesting time in my life, and I'm kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. And I was ready to go back to work for everybody in the entertainment industry. And my wife gave me some really sage advice. She says, you know, uh, stop chasing the money, chase your passion, the money will fall. Mm-hmm. And I realized that as part of my regimen of getting healthy again, I thought that wellness became something really important to me. And if I couldn't be passionate about getting myself well and making money doing it, or find a way to make money doing it, uh, I thought this was the next calling. So there's kind of paradigm shift that got me where I'm at. Gotcha. So, you know, as you're working with these athletes and, you know, during that time frame. You know, I'd argue to say that athletes kind of started to think of themselves as brands. And then with the proliferation of social media, they actually had the ability to scale themselves. You know, so as you kind of thought about that and now with NXT Water, you know, any kind of collaboration or partnerships that you're doing with athletes, um, maybe we'll start with that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So uh, as as you know, First off, our product is named Akiso. The company is named uh, is is Next Water, but our product is named Akiso. It it stands for the Greek goddess of healing and curing. I, anytime anybody thinks it's a little too effeminate, I remind them that Nike is named after the Greek goddess of victory. So mm-hmm. uh, it's you know it's pretty uh, testosterone laden brand there. When it comes to the athletes and my relationships and the ability to potentially leverage uh, influencers, right? It isn't so much about the professional athletes. It's about aligning with people that are symbolic and represent wellness. Because 
you know, I, I've been on the opposite end of the spectrum where I've tried to put a square peg in a round hole with athletes representing brands that they really didn't properly represent. Mm-hmm. And I think that people, especially in today's world of social media, where people can smell that kind of stuff like skunk poop, you've got to be pretty careful about integrity. So we're aligning ourselves with people that are very symbolic and represent fitness and wellness. Uh, original brand ambassador is, you know, the creator and the founder of Soul Cycle, and they built it around her, Stacy Griffith. Um, mm-hmm. She's the chief ride officer. Stacy is, you know, really represents fitness and wellness. We brought on a gentleman named Jim Laval, the author of the Metabolic Code, true, true scientist in the space and a believer in CBD. So we've got some science and substance uh, behind us. We are onboarding some, I can't announce who they are right now, but we're in deep, deep discussions with some pretty prolific uh, athletes that I think are going to be pretty game-changing for the brand. But at the current you know, iteration of athletes, you know, we make a zero THC product, and a lot of current athletes are very, very nervous about getting involved with a CBD brand because they think that there's a possibility that they'll test positive for THC. Mm-hmm. So the good news is, you know, the NBA and the NFL have allowed, you know, THC and it's not, it's no longer part of their drug protocol. So they're not going to get suspended for smoking marijuana. But at the end of the day, our product has zero THC. Gotcha. So there's definitely been a proliferation of products that have been infused with CBD. Unfortunately, I was in my New York deli the other day and they had like these uh, sugared gummy bear uh, frogs that probably were had like 60 grams of sugar and like, like a shot of CBD in it. So, you know, as you get into this market, how are you able to kind of educate the consumer and differentiate between the guys like this is bullshit. Like this is real. Part of it may be like your scientific component and metabolic metabolic, um, you know, scientists that you got on board, but you know, how, how do you kind of, you know, uh, get rid of the noise? Oh, I, I love you for asking that question <laughs> because it's, it's everything. It's really everything. You know, the, the, we have two core unique selling propositions about our brand, and it's really important to stress what they are first and foremost, is that we made the world's first and only odorless, colorless, tasteless, broad-spectrum CBD water, right? Uh, you can't smell it. You can't taste it. Uh, it's water. It tastes like water. Super important that, you know, Water is the most essential element you can put in your body. You can't live three days on earth without it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell people 99.999% of every working adult in the, on the planet earth right now is stressed out, except for maybe Jeff Bezos' kids because they got nothing to worry about. But as far as I'm concerned, people dealing with stress and anxiety right now, you got to drink water. People are exercising at home. If we can say to them that you could actually drink water, perform a specific function, help you with inflammation, stress, and anxiety, which are the three biggest antagonists to your immune system. Um, Not by any stretch of the imagination making any claims about what we can do for COVID-19, but if people want to protect their immune system, provide any additional support for the immune system, this is an amazing modality to help while also hydrating and assisting with, uh, with inflammation. So it's a core, the core USP of being the only true broad spectrum, real CBD water, number one, Number two is we're the first and only 100% fully verifiable food or beverage in the history of the food or beverage industry. What does that mean? There's a QR code on our bottle that you can scan, which brings you to a publicly traded 
cannabis seed to sale blockchain verification platform publicly traded on the Canadian Stock Exchange where cannabis is federally legal. We are the first product in the United States in a consumer packaged goods format that actually is offering such a, a verification platform. Hmm. So not only do we talk, with, uh, not only do we talk the talk, we walk the walk. We are we are everything you should be from a credibility and transparency standpoint. And what we want to be able to do is make sure that the people in this industry that make claims about what they say and what they put in their product because it isn't FDA regulated right now, it's just so not okay for people to say stuff on their bottle that does not resonate to the truth. We're all about making sure we are ethical, we are transparent. And that when ultimately the FDA provides uh, formal oversight, I tell people all the time, if they're going to set the bar at seven feet in a pole vaulting event, we're jumping 10 feet on the first jump. Got it. So what, what inning is it, you know, talking to groups like, you know, Whole Foods or Fresh Market or Costco or, you know, Equinox or some of the large chains, are they sold on CBD? Are they kind of, hey, wait and see, like, I like it, I hear good things about it, but I'm just not ready? Right. No, they're ready, okay? They just need the light to turn green, pun intended. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, uh, they know that it's not too far away. Uh, it looks as if that the, uh, it's coming down that they're, the FDA is leaning towards the regulatory oversight uh, assigned to dietary supplements as the potential protocol that those in our ingestible industry, we're an ingestible. So as an ingestible, we would probably need to follow the, the dietary supplement protocol, which we have no issue with at all. You know, we, we grow organically grown hemp in a licensed facility. We extract in a licensed facility. We infuse in an FDA approved bottling facility. And we, we verify third party FDA lab test results and then provide a whole other layer of transparency with a blockchain verification uh, platform. So I got no problem playing within the rules and the guidance of dietary supplements, and we're also GMP certified as well. Got it. So just putting your, your entrepreneurial you know, hat on for a minute, because we've got a lot of entrepreneurs that, that listen to this podcast. How does someone like you, who is, is aggressive in a good way, you know, a sales guy by nature, you know, an evangelist of sorts, you know, take a step back and, and say, you know what, I'm in the right place. The right time is kind of ahead of me, but I got to kind of almost pace myself and I got to build my company where I might not bring on a ton of sales guys right now because I need to, to get all the other parts of my business ready for that. And when, when that tips over, then I'll hire the people on the distribution side. Cause you got a finite amount of capital. Obviously you're going to go raise more capital Venture firms are going to say like, you know, hey, show me like your top five accounts and, you know, what kind of shelf space you have. So how do you, as an entrepreneur who wants to make things happen yesterday, kind of psychologically pace yourself that the market's kind of there, but it's not wide open yet? No, it, 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 it's a really, really good question. And the only way that I could answer it is... Number one, you want to generate velocities, right? You want to get as much velocity as you can within the sphere that you can actually occupy. Knowing that big box is not receptive to taking you on today, but knowing full well that they are very in tune with who is 
obviously providing true credibility for their brands that they know are going to resonate well once the oversight comes, which it's we all all the rumors say that we're probably two to three months away from that coming. And then the, you then you talk about the large strategics in the beverage industry that they want to figure out when they decide that they're going to take their place, whether it's Coke, Dr. Pepper, Arizona, um, you know, uh, there's a million uh, Pepsi, there's a litany of others that will all take a look at this, but they're not going to go do the R&D. They're going to look at people like me and go, you've done all the heavy lifting. You've done all the right things. We want to fit you into our distributor network and we want to help bottle your product as well. So at the end of the day, it's going to come back to number one, if I can tell you if there's anything good that's coming out of the lo- the, the length of of uh, how long it's taken for the FDA to figure this out, is that the people that didn't belong, they're gone. They're right. being they're being weeded out. Pun intended as well. So those that are built, those that are built to survive because they've convinced people like you and those with the investors that are prepared to take the long tail risk that we've done all the right things, they know when the light turns green, we're gonna be first in line. So let me ask you something. So, you know, you're, you're kind of at the head, you know, like call yourself like a pace car or like the, the gold standard in CBD water. So when someone comes to you and says, hey, we're doing a industry association of best practices, how does someone like you say, yeah, I love the I love the PR and like the the governmental lobbying effort, but actually I'm not I'm not here to kind of give you my bl- blueprint. Yeah, know? no, uh, I hear you, man. You know, look, it's a couple of I look at a couple of different ways. That, you know, uh, from a proprietary standpoint, you know, I'm I'm happy that my business partner, I've got three major business partners, and uh, you know, one of them real well. He did a Halo talk for you, yeah. Jeff Schneider, and. Um, you know, my, one of my other business partners, uh, he's a, an amazing technologist, but he actually is also a cannabis technologist. He was the chief technology officer for Weed Maps. And oh, yeah. so he, and then he saw the need for the cannabis industry to have a logistics platform that provided credibility to the, to the end consumer. So they actually had a true understanding as to what products they were ingesting. So he went and built this platform and the beautiful thing is, is that we've now applied it to our product in the CBD space and nobody else has it. At the end of the day, if that's a key separator for what we do right now, I'm going to I'm gonna wave that flag and tell people why we're different. And when ultimately that garners us the placement with the strategic Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, Arizona, mm-hmm. whatever, um, hey, look, if everybody feels like that's the gold standard that they need to adhere to, Hey man, I'm all about people doing the right thing. What I don't want to do is have my product compared with somebody's on the same shelf that isn't doing the right thing. That's really I'm happy to put a good product against a good product and let the best man win. Yeah. So something interesting, and also for so many entrepreneurs that are that are listening here and in, in some of these markets where you know whether it's a consumer, a conglomerate, like a PNG um, or or a big food company. Uh, or a beverage company, you know, it used to be, Todd, at least from my like 20 years of doing M&A, you'd have like $50 million or $100 million of revenue for them to even like be interested. And now 
I think what's happened over the last 15 years, if you look in the beer industry, you know, a lot of those are were, were cottage, you know, uh, local breweries that end up getting bought by, you know, Anheuser-Busch and, and uh, Boston Lager because they realize that that actually, their R&D and like creating their own brands, they, it didn't work. Like it, it's almost like trying to do a experiment inside a billion dollar company. Like that experiment is destined to fail because there's no alignment or incentive with the people that are currently are launching the products and driving those products for someone internally to come up, come up with a way to cannibalize those. So it's almost like, you know, Coke and Pepsi have basically said, Hey, look, let's just, our R and D is, is basically let's overpay for the companies that win because I don't want to have to seed my own experiments that have like a one in a hundred chance of actually succeeding. So the multiples and the premiums that you get, you know, once you get to five or $10 million of revenue, which it never was before, you know, but they kind of say, Hey, look, I'd rather buy this than try and create it. Cause there's a low probability. I can even find entrepreneurs like yourself right. to go in and say, Hey, why don't you do like a CBD, you know, inside a Coke, like it just, it just doesn't work. So, you know, how do you kind of view that when you think about the life cycle of your company and when you become interested, interesting to one of those businesses and, does that kind of give you some um, added uh, optimism that like, Hey, I don't have to create a hundred million dollar company. I can create a 15, $20 million company. I'm actually going to get paid as if it was a hundred. Well, I, I don't want to sound, you know, like, you know, uh, that I don't get it, that I don't understand that there, that there ultimately is an exit strategy. Rest assured, you know, there's always an exit strategy. Um, I will tell you with, with the truth in my heart is that I don't want to, I don't see the exit. I see building a business. I, I want to build a business that I want to hand to my kids that I'm proud of, that there's a legacy associated with this and that, hey, if we build a strategic partnership and whether or not that we do a, a strategic alliance with a, with a, a, a strategic brand and we have a bottling and distribu distribution network through them, that grows us, but you know, maybe they got first bite at the apple as we grow the business. And, you know, I'm happy to look at it that way, but you know, my vision is it's not about the exit. It's about working with the right people who recognize that this brand stands for something and they're prepared to put the resources behind it. So again, you know, it sounds like what I'm saying, the investors want to hear, but it's really what I really believe. No, that's a great point. And, and don't, don't mistake in my commentary here for, uh, you know, build it and try and sell it because biz businesses that are designed to do that typically don't really have any DNA or infrastructure to them. They're trying to, to catch a wave. I just want to make a comment that businesses don't have to grow to a crazy size for it to become even more valuable than you think it is on your own. Yeah. Is it's part of the point. I get it. And you should know that the, my chief operating officer that we, who we added through our relationship with Kava Capital, she was one of the senior executives in mergers and acquisitions for PepsiCo, uh, as well as a multi-billion dollar uh, wine and spirits brand. She knows beverage like anyone, and she's evaluated about a thousand deals over the last 10 years. And when I say, and she's looked at it from the large beverage strategic side, from an acquisition standpoint, 
this is the first brand she's ever personally aligned herself with because she believes in what we've what we've done. I couldn't be more thrilled because that's the biggest vote of confidence with somebody who really, really comes from the endemic industry and yeah. will set us up for whatever strategic partnership in the best possible light. Yeah, that's great to have those types of people involved because they've, they've been on the other side and they also, you know, can help you scale and make the right decisions, which you know, are critical decisions when it comes to, to growth and, you know, inventory and work and yep. capital. And also just another point, you know, I used to work for um, a guy named Peter Brockway down in, in Florida at a private equity fund and the internet was going crazy. And, you know, I was, I was kind of interjecting, Hey, we should do this. We should do that. And he kind of said to me, Hey, look, build something of value. And then when you want to sell it, someone will pay you for the value that you have created. So that's always something that kind of sticks with me. It kind of echoes, you know, how you think about the business. So, you know, going forward here, you know, it, it sounds like a great time, great place. And, and, and the product's going to help a lot of people, you know, what are, uh, you got a quote that you, uh, that you live by or a quote that, uh, that you find interesting or people say, hey, Todd says that all the time. Oh, good God. I, I, they call them waxisms. I've got, I've got one for whatever thing you want to talk about. Um, if I was to use it from a topical standpoint, as far as our brand right now, yeah. um, my current, I, my current phrase is we're the right water for right now. So like literally we're living a, a time of stress and anxiety. And, uh, you know, my logo is, uh, is a horizontal drop and our tagline is change the way you look at water. Hmm. Um, there's no reason, you know, I tell people, I do this with people all the time, Pete, and this is where it's kind of the drop the mic moment. Um, especially in your, you, you're, you're myopically folks focused on a lot of the fitness industry. So I ask people like you and then two questions. I say, Hey Pete, you work out? Yes or no? Yes. Do you drink water when you exercise? Yes, I do. If I were to say to you, the water that you drink when you exercise could help reduce the inflammation in your body, get you back in the gym the next day without being sore, help reduce stress and anxiety in your life while also adding almost electrolytes as a bottle of Gatorade with no sugar or any artificial anything. Would you say that's a good idea? Well, you want my address or my credit card number or what else you need? There you go. Buy a subscription. So uh, there you go. So it's kind of the drop the mic moment on when you explain it that way. I wish I was able to be on every social media post and have that conversation with every single person because it just makes sense, right? If you can afford it and it's not cheap, but if you can afford it, then why wouldn't you drink water that makes you better? Right now, we're living in a world where everybody wants to be better. If the most essential element you can put in your body can help make you better, I just think it's a no-brainer. So there's this little kid at the beach, and he's throwing starfish into the, into the ocean. And there's like a million starfish, and the, and the tide's going in. Some guy comes up to him and says, hey, you know, you can't save all these starfish. As he's throwing one, he's like, well, I changed the life of this starfish. So... Let's change people one by one, and maybe we'll affect all the starfish. So get your water, get your CBD. Let's wax it out. Good to see you, brother. Oh, Pete, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you. Uh, it's an honor, to, an honor to speak with you, brother. Thank you. Awesome. Again. All right, buddy. See you soon. Take care. You got it. This is Pete Moore. As you know, I am a big believer in personal development. I got a time-saving opportunity here for you recommending Dan Millman's Four Purposes of Life. Go to audible.com forward slash Halo Talks. 
you want to register there, get a free audio book. It's $14.95 a month thereafter. Giving you things that I do to make myself better and hopefully it makes you better. Go Halo. Let's play to win.